PM board bombs. Right, welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast. Happy New Year. We hope you study for boards, but in reality, life is much more than boards. We hope your New Year's resolution said that. We hope you study for EM life, one rapid podcast at a time. I'm Blake Briggs, co-host, co-founder of EM Board Bombs, and really starting off the New Year strong here with Iltifat not being present. <laughs> we uh, had an action-packed holiday season. We hope you had time away from work or school or both. And if you were working or studying for some reason, we really appreciate the care you provide to your patients. So what's really awesome is we're going to kick off the new year in a really fun way. I have an awesome, awesome subject today that doesn't get a lot of love, isn't talked about that much. For each 15-minute episode, though, you gain high-yield board knowledge. We've done this since 2018, and we like to say, come for the stems, Stay for the content. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We have the Twitter handle is at EM Board Bombs as well as Instagram. And we're also on Facebook too. So what's really awesome is this question stem. But unfortunately, Dr. Hussein cannot join us today. Dr. Hussein took his New Year's resolution a little too seriously. He is getting more and more into coffee. Uh, I'm into coffee as well. And uh, not as crazy as him, though. He is actually going to the source. He is going to purchase his own farm acreage. He's down currently in Central America, I believe Costa Rica, and he has his own parceled area for coffee growth. It should be fascinating, and it'll be really interesting to see what the name of his coffee brand will be. So we'll keep you posted. Really exciting stuff right here. Not just Ian Boardbaum's making moves in 2023. Dr. Hussein, already down in Central America. He speaks fluent Spanish. (laughs) All right, let's get into this awesome topic today. So you have a 42-year-old man presenting to the ED with complaints of painful swallowing and difficulty speaking via EMS. The patient's spouse states that he has been experiencing dental pain recently, but started to develop worse symptoms at home. The patient's oxygen saturations and respiratory rate are within normal limits. The patient is febrile, however, and slightly tachycardic in the ED. The rest of the vital signs are reassuring. On your physical exam, the patient has trismus, a raised tongue, and woody texture to the floor of the mouth with swelling, neck pain, and you can faintly hear stridulous sounds on respiration, which is a really fun word to say. So what's the next best step? Choice A, get a CT scan of the face and neck. Choice B, give IV steroids and IV antibiotics. Choice C, prepare for intubation. Choice D, consult ENT. Our chance here is going to be choice C, prepare for intubation. So you're probably wondering why the stem wasn't as funny as usual. Well, I am trying to make this realistic in terms of the rapid bombs that we do. And rapid bombs, yes, it's awesome stuff, awesome information, but we really try to get it to a streamlined way to you. And the cool part about rapid bombs, and you'll see today, is there's several things that really make us stand out. First of all, rapid bombs is like a TikTok version of EM Board Bombs. And if you enjoy our podcast, you're going to love it even more when we cram this awesome amount of information in just three to five minute podcasts a day. Don't waste your time just studying for boards. We prepare you for both boards and clinical practice. Because unlike other EM study resources, our premium podcast is the only one. 
that downloads to your favorite podcast player on your smartphone. It's easy to do. We have over 300 episodes and counting. We keep adding new ones each day. We do spaced repetition where we're doing small episodes each day just to hammer home important information. And the key here is that you're not just wasting your time clicking through question banks. You're optimizing your time. You're doing other things, maybe walking your pet, going for a run, going to the grocery store, whatever, road trip, airline flight, or train if you're into trains. You can sign up on EM Rapid Bombs at emrapidbombs.supercast.com and look at the show notes of this podcast as well. You can find the link on EM Bore Bombs too. We'll talk a little more about Rapid Bombs because our podcast today is really hitting home this style of studying and hopefully if you like it, you can go sign up. So you're going to get a question on Ludwig's on the test. This is what this patient has. It's not the easiest pathology to ask a question about, and that makes it you know easy to study for, though, right? There are a limited number of ways it'll be presented. The unfortunate thing is, is that if you're rushing around in the ED, you could miss this and dismiss it as dental caries or whatever, something else. So let's rapidly drop some pearls on Ludwig's. Ludwig's is a life-threatening cellulitis of the soft tissue of the floor of the mouth. And when we say floor of the mouth, we say sublingual, submental, and submandibular spaces. It progresses rapidly and can lead to airway obstruction. One really cool fact here is that it's named after Carl Fredwick Wilhelm von Ludwig <laughs> in the 1830s. He wasn't a Nazi. Don't worry, guys. He was not a Nazi. So you can say Ludwig's angina. That name is, that name is here to stay. <laughs> it's not like Wagoner or some other creepy guys. Anyway, Ludwig, though, is the type of guy with that name, Carl Fredwick Wilhelm von Ludwig. Should be Wilhelm, I guess, if it's German, right? That's the type of guy that I feel like would walk around the emergency department and he would have someone follow behind him carrying his white coat when he entered a room and he would take it off. He would leave it on one shoulder, drape it over his shoulder with one finger holding it there and he would do his exam and anyway, I'm just imagining these scenarios. So the crazy thing about this condition is that it's this woody or brawny texture, which is, I've always remembered learning that and wondering what the heck does that mean? It's really just this firm swelling that you're touching it and you're like, ooh, that's like indurated, right? And that's just really another way to say indurated tissue. You're going to see on the physical exam this brawny texture and trismus, as well as a raised tongue, just like the question stem. And when they have impending airway compromise, they can have these stridulous sounds, which is such a fun word to say. I encourage you, if you're listening to the podcast, to say stridulous out loud right now. Do it. I'll wait. <laughs> stridulous. So first, you might get a question about the source on a test. And over 90% of the time, the source is from a dental infection. No brainer. That's why we gave the hint of dental pain in the stem of this question. They might trick you by giving your answer choices of risk factors like diabetes, immunocompromised patients, or other things. Those are risks, of course. They're risks for, like, everything. <laughs> diabetes is, like, the worst thing you could ever have, it seems like. It causes everything. Skin problems, kidneys, you know. But remember that 90% of the time, Ludwig is from a dental infection. You need to know that. Oh, and they have tongue piercings listed, too, as a risk factor, so be careful of those. <laughs> Most commonly... The infection is actually a periapical abscess of the mandibular molar. And in kids, weirdly, it can be from an upper respiratory infection, which is kind of weird, but kind of not. Because if you think about it, upper respiratory infections cause like everything. We blame we blame everything that happens in kids on URIs, and they are the source of many problems in children. So what's your exam like? We talked about this brawny, woody texture. What the biggest thing to keep your eye on is that the patient can open their mouth or not. 
decreased mouth opening distance and an indurated mouth floor, that's very concerning. They're going to have some submandibular pain, submental, induration, edema, and they may have lymphadenopathy as well too. Superior displacement of the tongue, sure, it sounds great when we say raised tongue, but in reality, that's difficult in some patients with body habitus and you haven't seen them before probably. What does their tongue normally look like? You know, ask their, whoever's with them, that might be helpful. Any erythema with inferior tracking down the neck and swelling there denotes spreading infection. That's concerning. So that's all great, but you're already thinking probably like, when do I get to order the CT? <laughs> when these are the people that would get a CT with contrast, right? Yeah, sure. CT is great. Everyone loves CT. Some people love CT a little too much, but these patients have an airway risk. And I would never send these patients to CT to lay down on their back to get a scan unless you were absolutely sure they're breathing fine. In fact, if they can't lay flat in the ED room, if you're looking at this patient, I tell my residents this uh, in the past and students sometimes too, if you see this patient and they can't lay flat in the ED room, they can't lay flat in CT. Let's be real. And no one enjoys intubating in CT. You will not make good friends with the radiology technologists in the CT room if you try to intubate back there or run a code. You'll just get the stink eye from them. So in regards to intubation though, when you don't do it in CT. You will be asked this in two ways. First, you need to be aggressive about intubation in these patients. I mentioned stridulous sounds before. You're welcome to say that again if you want out loud. Trismus, difficulty, speaking. All these things mean you need to prepare for intubation, like immediately. This is a clinical diagnosis. You don't wait for CT scanner to give you the diagnosis. You don't wait on ENT when the airway is about to be lost to come down to the ED and give their blessing and tell you that, yeah, it's Ludwig's and yes, they need to go to the operating room. Don't wait for all that. Be aggressive and look up for your patient. Second, you're going to be asked about the type of intubation. You are not doing typical RSI here. RSI will kill these patients. This calls for a fiber optic nasal intubation. Don't go guns blazing like a cowboy. Don't do that. Intubation actually found in studies with patients with Ludwig's is often unsuccessful on the first attempt, even second attempt, with the majority of cases needing surgical airways eventually. Way to start off the new year with a frightening nightmare stat. <laughs> so if you see Ludwig's and you're intubating, know that at least half the cases in the literature need a crike. Anyway, airway compromise is obviously the leading cause of death. That's another easy board pearl they could test you on. Now, of course, you're going to call ENT or OMFS, whoever you have at your hospital. If you have them, you're going to have to call to transfer them uh, if you don't have them. But what you're going to do here is get ENT involved, and surgical management is often necessary in these patients. Now, when it comes to antibiotics, you're not going to really test it on this. This isn't high yield, but you're not going to do vanxosin on these people. You're like, oh, they're really sick. I have to intubate them. That means vanxosin, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Let's start using our brains. So when you're thinking antibiotics, it is different potentially for immunocompromised, immunocompetent. I get that. But in general, you're covering things in the mouth. And things in the mouth mean penicillin G plus flagyl or clindamycin or unison and, of course, steroids. Classic ENT move right there, right? <laughs> Give steroids. Yeah, also a classic urgent care move. Give steroids. The thought, though, is that steroids probably help here. They increase antibiotic penetration. They decompress for airway protection, etc., you know, who, who knows how realistic that is, but you're going to give it. These patients are sick enough. Just go ahead and do it. You can also try some nebulized epinephrine. There's some mentioning of that in some of the literature, but honestly, if you're attempting that, then you should be sure the intubation is right on the corner and get ready just to do that. 
Now, even if the patient doesn't require emergency surgery, the disposition is never the floor. I mean, it, we're talking about the fact they can't even lay down for CT. I don't think the floor is a, a good place to go. It's the ICU at a minimum or the operating room. Now, one thing that's really cool on the rapid bombs is coaching, and we're going to do that right now. Cue the music. You got a sneak peek on the awesome coaching intro we have. So coaching is when we bring in some awesome last minute pearls and how the test actually is going to ask you this potentially on your boards. No other study resource does that. We actually tell you what they're going to focus on in testing you. It's also good for real life review if you're just trying to summarize the information we presented. You might be asked the main risk factor for Ludwig's. It's a dental infection. More than 90% of the time, that's the cause, in particular periapical mandibular molar infection. It's actually a long phrase when you think about it. Now, in regards to intubation, another fact they could test you on, you're doing nasal fiber optic. You are not doing RSI on these patients. You are immediately intubating the patient if there are any signs of airway compromise, and you're doing this without a CT and without a specialist. Now, when I say without a specialist, of course, call for backup. Get anesthesia in the room if you have them, if you're concerned about a bad airway. Get ENT or OMFS if you have them. But the problem is that you usually don't. You're usually on your own, and you certainly are not going to wait for them to come down and give you a diagnosis. You're going to call them and tell them, I'm worried about Ludwig's. I'm about to intubate. It's go time. At the end of the day, it's not a CT-proven diagnosis. This is a clinical diagnosis. Remember that. And of course, lastly, know the physical exam findings. Woody or brawny texture to the floor of the mouth, basically just indurated tissue underneath the submental space. Tongue elevation, neck swelling, and of course, Trismus. Fever is not always present here, but those signs I just mentioned are classic for Ludwig's. All right, and that is it for the podcast. Remember to check out our Rapid Bombs podcast, and hopefully Dr. Hussein will be back from uh, Costa Rica, wherever I said he was, uh, next time we're on. And uh, next week, should we be talking about influenza? Thanks again for joining us, and again, Happy New Year. Welcome to another great year with the Inboard Bombs. If you're just joining us, we're really happy to have you along. If you have any suggestions for episodes, go to Apple iTunes, drop an Apple review if you are on Apple iTunes. If you're on Spotify, then just disregard that. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.